Hello and welcome to The Authority of Love. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and after a little break for Christmas and New Year, we're actually back for our first Family Foundation Friday with Executive Director, Mr. David Walsh. Welcome, David. Thanks Greg, for joining us. Good to be with you. Uh, we, got, we had some good response from the end of last year. Did you we see did. that? Yeah. There we were did. quite a few that were watching it because you had such good stuff, man, and you, are, you guys are doing it's such you. good work. It's all <laughs> yeah, you, no, no. I don't get that many when I just do it, okay? So, uh, but remember, you can hear these on WJMM 99.1 FM, Radio Central Kentucky Christian Radio, or on their website, WJMM.com. Click on the podcast tab, then the Love and Lordship links. You'll hear today's, the previous two days programs. Finally, you can hear these and many other uh, Love and Lordship messages at Vimeo.com. V-I-M is in mom, Vimeo.com forward slash Love and Lordship. And all the podcasts on loveandlordship.podbean. P-O-D is in dog, B is in boy, podbean.com. Listen, share, comment. We'd love to know what you're thinking and engage with you. And let's see what we can do to get this message out, especially the message today. Our plan is to have Family Foundation Friday every other Friday throughout the year, Lord willing, at least two per month, to keep you updated on issues of legislation and policy that are ongoing, and especially those that are priority when it comes to our culture, marriages, and families, the impact there. Now, David, having said all that, I know we've got the the short session getting ready to kick in, kick in. Fill us in on that, and then we'll come back with some of the, the key topics, the hot topics. Yeah, Greg. Uh, so the Kentucky legislative session uh, in the short session year, which is this year, has gotten underway. Okay. So it is a it is a 30-day session. So in uh, last year, uh, it was what's known as the long session. Those are 60-day sessions. This year, it's 30 days. And the way they break that up and, and have the last several uh, short sessions is they meet for a kind of a week at the beginning, then they break uh, really for the rest of the month of January, then they come back in early February. So as we sit here right now, uh, they will be reconvening uh, part two of the short session, as they call it, uh, coming up on February 7th, which I believe will just be next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Next week or the week after, I think it is. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, next week, yeah. that's right, when we're taping this. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that. So, uh, so we're, it'll, it will be kind of a, I, I suspect, a mad sprint once uh, once that uh, that kicks off. This they, will be your first time with a short yeah, session, First right? time here <laughs> yeah, in a short yeah. session. Yeah. And uh, um, and the other interesting thing is, you know, they, there's a lot of new members. Uh, oh, uh, yes, you know, yes. there's 20-something new members in the House, oh, yeah. several new members in the Senate. So that first week that they met in er, earlier in January, you know, they, they took care of some some business and, and setting committees and, and so forth, some of those uh, items. Uh, but we really expect their things are going to be kicking off in, in high gear. And, you know, even though it's a short session, a lot of times they kind of uh, somewhat limit the scope and the amount of issues in right. terms of time that they have addressed. Sure. I'm still very optimistic uh, uh, that there's a, a very strong opportunity to, to push the ball forward on the issues that we care about. Excellent. Excellent. That's what we want. It's a great segue because with that legislative calendar, we know that they prioritize us what they're trying yeah. to do, right? Yeah. Say we want to hit these things yeah. as much as we can, and then people come yeah. in with their interest at like Family Foundation. So what are, I know we mentioned this just a little bit at the end of yeah. last year, what are one or two of the main things that we need to be paying attention to as citizens of Kentucky, as marriages and families? Yeah. Well, you know, Two main issues that I um, there, there's always multiple of issues. Sure, sure. But two main issues that we're we, trying to prioritize. We expect <laughs> we expect to have uh, very uh, very important bills filed on uh, very soon once they reconvene. Number one is the issue of parental rights. 
So this is an issue that, that we have uh, worked on for several sessions. Kentucky is one of the few states that does not recognize parental rights as a fundamental right. And I think, Greg, you and I know this. I think most listeners know this, you know, at, a, at their core. Parents ultimately, fundamentally, have the right and the responsibility to uh, guide the upbringing of their child, whether that's in the context of their education, uh, in the context of their health care, in any context. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, that's a higher level of protection that Kentucky needs to protect. But further than that, you know, particularly in the educational context, we have just continued to see um, assaults on parental rights. And uh, whether, you know, most prominently as it relates to pushing back against the LGBT indoctrination efforts that we know are happening in public schools here in, in the Commonwealth and across the nation. You know, uh, if folks have been uh, engaging with us and folks can get signed up at KentuckyFamily.org, it's a great time to get engaged. We put out a lot of important information during the legislative sessions. But if you may have seen, you know, we have been continuing to highlight this LGBTQI toolkit that the governor and his Kentucky Department of Education commissioner that, that they put out before the start of the school year. And uh, it had many uh, concerning yes. uh, parts of it, but one of those uh, issues that we've highlighted is this pronoun guidance that, uh, that was issued that essentially said if a student you know, is in school and wants to identify opposite of their biological sex, have a new name, be referred to a pronoun that's opposite of their biological sex, that essentially the school district, um, you know, teacher employee would be forced to go along with that, even if it, you know, yeah. obviously violates uh, truth, right? Right. Violate their religious beliefs, biological truth. Uh, yeah, right. But then also, even more concerning, or equally as concerning, Greg, was essentially trying to hide that information from parents. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you, yeah, how did parental rights come in with that? Right. Because obviously, we're having a clash now. Right. Right. Education, government versus home and family, yeah. right? Fill, fill our listeners in on that. Yeah, well, I mean, this is um, this has been a, an issue that has kind of been boiling and right. bubbling. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I, I really feel like now, you know, with the past couple of years, with, with just how, um, how widespread so many of these issues where parental rights have been infringed in many different contexts, um, and you're starting to see parents kind of rise up and go, well, hold, hold on, wait a second. Mm -hmm. You know, who is... You know, you hear some of these folks, whether it be President Biden in some comments that he gave last year, others essentially say, when your kids are in public schools, and this is where obviously a lot of the, the battles are playing out, of the kids, yeah. uh, you're essentially turning your kids over to the government. Right. I mean, right. that's the mindset, yeah. unfortunately, the worldview clash that, <clears throat> that's going on, and we know that's fundamentally not the case. And so that's why it's so important that we take the opportunity this session. And there's just so many, um, you know, so many legislators ran on, on the parental rights issue. Uh, and this is an issue that is, you know, near and dear to so many in, in the legislature. And we have seen, you know, instances across Kentucky in the last months, you know, in, in Anderson County, a, a school district uh, assistant principal that uh, simply wanted to inform parents and, and, and their uh, folks in their school district that this policy was, that he was being asked to implement this policy. Yes. And when he chose to stand up and to, uh, to alert uh, his community about that, the school district came down uh, after and put him on uh, leave for a while. We're, we're also continuing to see these situations where the privacy and safety of students are being violated because of these, these uh, LGBT policies, uh, radical, you know, just crazy policies, Greg, yeah, that are yes. opening the door and saying, if you, you know, 
not only in terms of the pronoun, but if you identify opposite of the biological sex, you should be able to use the bathroom, uh, locker room facility. These are, uh, these are policies that are damaging to students. Yes. They infringe upon parental rights, and it is completely appropriate in the purview of the General Assembly to step in and say, we are gonna set a common sense policy yeah. for the state of Kentucky, and so I'm, I'm hopeful that, that that's gonna be a piece of legislation that gets done this year. I, I know you will agree with me on this, and you yeah. asked me to do this when we started yeah. this a couple of months ago, bring in, because I do, you do policy legislation, yeah. but I know your foundation. One of the, the, the key foundational issues of this is where the rights initially come from. Right. Do, the government does not give us our kids no. nor the rights and responsibilities of our kids. They're, they're supposed to help make it the right. best they can be. God is the one who gives us our children. Right. God who then there bestows the rights and responsibilities on us. And that's at the heart yeah. of this whole thing. Yeah. You speak to that a little well, bit. Well, you're absolutely true. And, and, and as Greg, I know you know, uh, God is the one who created an ordained government. And, and yes, the, and the exactly purpose right. of government and male, female. is, and, to, yeah, uh, and, you know, is yeah. to uphold justice, uh, to right. punish evildoers. Uh, but that's, you know, that's one of the foundational reasons why the Family Foundation exists. We seek to advocate uh, for God-honoring public policies because yes. when, when we have policy that honors the Lord and is based in His His truth, the Absolutely. truth. Uh, it is to the benefit of of all people, families, and and as you know, Greg, we can. So many of the issues that we deal with economically, in terms of addiction and yep. so forth, yes. have to do with the fact that families have been yep. fractured and broken. And uh, obviously, the church is yes. <laughs> is yep. fundamental in that. But you know, the law is a is is a teacher, and so anything that we can do to push the ball forward yep. to see uh, God honoring policy yes. is important. So the question ought to be, what are we actually teaching? Right. If we know it's a teacher, what are we actually teaching? And if we're seeing the disrupt, you said uh, economic, I would add socioeconomic yeah. and public health issues. Right. These are becoming overwhelming. I said this to your predecessor when I worked here at Family Foundation. There will not be enough money in the government coffers to take care of the issues and problems and devastation of many of these policies. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So are, are there any other things? we got a few more minutes here. Yeah. Uh, are there, is there another thing that we're, we're looking at as well? I know we talked a little bit about the Born Alive Protection legislation. Do you know more about that as well? Well, so that is a, a federal piece of legislation, right. you know, right. that has, uh, I believe, has passed the House. But look, the, the issue of life continues to oh, obviously boy. be front yeah. and center. We just, uh, you know, just a couple weeks ago, the 50th anniversary of, of Roe v. Wade, right. the most, you know, right. egregious decision uh, in, in United States history. We continue to thank the Lord that that decision was uh, overturned uh, and certainly uh, mourn and just our heart grieves for the 65 million plus that yes. have been lost. But as that issue now is uh, has been returned to the states, the battle to stand for life at the state level has become um, all the more important. Exactly. And as we sit here right now, we are still awaiting a Supreme Court decision from the Kentucky Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. uh, as folks may remember, I think, Greg, we talked about this yes. some towards the end of the year. The abortion industry has challenged Kentucky's pro-life laws, seeking to uh, get the Kentucky Supreme Court to invent a so-called right to abortion in our Constitution. Legislate from the bench. And that is right. certainly an issue that is kind of, I hate to use this term, but hanging over the, the General Assembly right now as folks yes. await. 
Uh, but look, at the end of the day, uh, we know there is no right to abortion in the Kentucky Constitution. It is the purview of the General Assembly to be the ones to pass laws to protect yeah, life. Sure that they have right. done that, but we need to do more as yeah, we continue yeah. to, to move the, the ball forward to stand for life and to see the end of abortion. In, in line with that, uh, I just read today, as we are recording yeah. this, David, yeah. a couple of weeks before it shows, but I, I read... Um, in Minnesota, they're getting ready to pass one that basically abortion all the way through yeah. pregnancy, do nothing for a baby if it's born, yeah. out of the womb and born, you just basically treat it like a piece of garbage. Yeah. I mean, literally, that's what they're doing. And this is this is why it is so important for, for Christians, for those that care about life, and yeah. we all should yeah. care about yes. life. And people um, in Kentucky, we're talking yeah, yeah, about, right? Absolutely. That's what you're saying, right? Do not be deceived and think that again as we continue to be thankful that Roe was overturned yes, before yes. its 50th anniversary that the battle for life is over and won it, it is not we have just entered into the next phase and you're going to continue to see states that are now going to be empowered to do pass egregious horrific yes. pieces of yes. legislation uh, but states like Kentucky and other pro-life states yes. have the opportunity to, to end abortion and it's going to continue to be a state-by-state -state, uh, battle as we move forward. Yeah. Tell people how they can uh, get a hold yeah, of this stuff again real quick, absolutely. and then I'll close I'll, this out. Uh, this is a great time for folks to go to KentuckyFamily.org and get signed up, get our email updates. We send out action alerts. We'll be equipping people with messages on uh, set up. You go to our website, put in your address, a pre-populated message to, to support some of these bills. I also just want to plug on Tuesday, February 16th, we're having a Faith and Family Day at the Capitol, a great day for folks to come out and uh, hear some more from these legislators and others about the importance of these bills. Folks can learn more at KentuckyFamily.org. Excellent. And our, we're at loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to, for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.